Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. What does it take to be a great coach? How do you coach somebody else to create peak performance? How do you actually help another person have a major breakthrough in their life? That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share with you my little five-step formula for helping somebody else have a massive breakthrough in their life. And this comes from the fact that I have coached hundreds of top producers, top performers, ultra performers, some of the most influential people in the world, right? If you look at some of my one-on-one clients, I have coached people who are like the number one realtor out of 76,000 agents. I've coached people to the world championship of public speaking. I've coached New York Times bestselling authors. I've coached billionaires and multiple billionaires and several hundred millionaires. I have coached some of the elite kind of performers and business professionals on the planet. And one of the things that I've learned, and I think a part of why I often get hired by these you know, elite business performers or people who want to become elite is because I have really, over the years, learned a lot about the psyche of what it takes to create a breakthrough for someone else. And that's just what I want to share with you. So it's really simple. The first thing, before I get into the five steps, what you first must know is that the reason why most people don't have major breakthroughs in their life is not because of logical or technical limitations. It's because of emotional and mental limitations. Let me say that again, make sure you get it, right? The reason that most people don't have big breakthroughs in their life is not because of logical or technical limitations. It's because of emotional and mental limitations. Meaning if somebody is going to become 
an, an ultra performer, right? That's my term that we use and take the stairs or a multiplier to use a term from my second book. It's somebody who has an exponential change in their results, an exponential change in their outcome. It usually doesn't happen from learning a tactic. It's not that they go, oh, oh, there's some hack that I just needed to learn. And now all of a sudden my, you know, my results are going to explode. It's because of an emotional or a mental breakthrough that must happen. And so I'm going to walk you through this five-step process. I've never created a piece of content like this before. So I'm so excited to be sharing this with you because as I, as I, you know, listened to the, the interview with Michael Bungay Stanier and such a great interview, he's such a successful guy and his book sells really, really well. Um, and I was thinking going, wow, I've never actually talked about what are some of the things that I try to do to help my coaching clients create breakthroughs? And of course, this is something I try to do with myself as I coach myself as well. So how do you help somebody have a huge mental or emotional breakthrough or pivot or change that allows them to have the big breakthrough in their life? So here's this little five-step process. So number one, the first step is you have to listen for their limiting beliefs. Listen for their limiting beliefs. So, you know, part of what I loved about this conversation with MBS, Michael Bungay Stanier, um, that we had, and part of what I love about coaching in general, right? The premise of coaching is interesting. In true coaching, the true coaching model is to believe that not the coach doesn't have the answer, that the, you know, the student has the answer. And it's sort of like Socratic me method based on Socrates, which is that a great coach is supposed to ask questions and that the answer is revealed to the student by the student as you sort of ask questions. And part of me really loves that and agrees with that. Part of me also goes, my coaching style is not that way. You know, I ask a lot of questions and I try to help people get to the answer quickly. And if they're not getting it, I want to like tell them what it is, you know, if we can see it. And if, if we are, if something is revealed through the conversation that points to the answer, not that we have all the answers or that I have all the answers, but that we can see what their answer is. And this is what is so key about coaching, which I don't think people understand. It's not that we have a one size fits all answer that we can just go, oh, tell me your problems. I'll give you the answer. It's not out of our expertise necessarily. Although in our particular area of personal branding and personal brand strategy, we have a very, very you know robust set of curriculum and content. But even inside of that, it's not that we have the right answer. It's all about finding the right answer for the client at that specific moment. And the best way to do that is to listen for their limiting beliefs. So how do you listen for somebody's limiting beliefs? It's very simple. First of all, you got to understand what a limiting belief is. And then I'll share with you some triggers for this, right? So what a limiting belief is, is their quote unquote true story. I'll call this a true story. It's not actually true, but in their mind, it's true. You're listening for their true story about why they can't do something or why they aren't succeeding, right? So now let's talk about that, right? So if somebody is talking, let's say you're coaching them and they say, yeah, you know, gosh, I'd love to uh, get in better shape this year, but it's just like, it's just not possible with a toddler. There's just no way that can happen. So right there is I go, I can I have this like mental trigger that goes, ah, that's their limiting belief. They just spoke it out loud and people do this all the time. If you listen, 
you'll hear when someone you're talking to says out loud, they won't hear it. But if you have a keen ear, you have to train your ear for this, is you'll go, ah, they just spoke their limiting belief. How do I know that? Because they just spoke out something that they believe is true about why they can't do something else, right? They'll say, oh, well, I couldn't do what that person did because blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's a limiting belief. Or, you know, I've always been taught I'll never be rich because I don't believe in having debt. And everybody knows you need to take on debt to become rich. And it's like, oh, so you're listening for it for you're listening for their true story. It's their rationalization, their justification, their explanation for why they can't have something else. And that's really key. So you just got to train your ear to listen for it, right? It's their story. It's something they believe to be true about why they can't achieve something else. So that's a huge, that's like half of the battle right there is just being able to train your ear for it. Now, step two. In step two, I want you to call it out without singling them out. So what I mean by that is once you hear them say it, you want to draw attention to it, but you don't want to make them feel stupid. You don't want to make them feel weak. You don't want to make them even feel wrong. So the analogy that I think of for myself as a coach is I don't want to be a judge. I want to be a mirror. I simply want to hold up a mirror like, you know, a judge is determining right or wrong. A judge is in a place of power. A judge is telling you you're out of bounds, you, you know, you're inbounds, you're out of bounds. But a coach shouldn't be a judge as much as they should just be a mirror to go, ah, let's pause the conversation. Let me hold up a mirror and I want to reflect something back to you that I just heard. I just noticed that you said the reason you can't do blank is because of blank. And so you just want to reflect it back to them. And I want you as the coach to also encourage your client and for both of you to suspend whether or not that limiting belief is actually right. It might be true, right? It might be true that, you know, they literally go, oh my gosh, I'm involved in so many things. You know, I can't lose weight this year because I'm so busy because I have so many things, you know. That might be true, but it might not be true. It might be that they still watch three hours a night of Netflix and that actually if they carved out 15 minutes from their Netflix routine, they actually could get in better shape. In step two, your job isn't to judge them. Your job isn't to render an opinion on whether or not this is right. Your job is to reflect it to them to call it out, but don't single them out, right? Like singling them out is when you, you know, you kind of like, embarrass somebody publicly. That's not what you want to do. You just want to call it out to say, Hey, I just heard something interesting about what you said. The reason why you can't blank is because of blank. That's a huge, huge, important step. Now, number three, step three, step three is I want you to give them a new belief, give them a new belief. So here again, you don't necessarily need to tell them that what they believe is wrong, but I would use language like this. I would say, hey, I want to invite you to consider a new way of thinking about this. And I just want you to try on, I love that language. I just want you to try on this idea for a second. Try on for a second that 
it actually is possible to get wealthy without taking on debt. I just want you to try that on. It may or may not be true, but I just want you to try on that thought. I just want you to try on that mindset. I just want you to try on that belief, right? That's kind of like how you have to think about it is going, I notice you're wearing an old outfit and I just want you to try this on. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to own it. It doesn't have to become your favorite thing. You don't have to commit to wearing this, you know, out in public. But like right now, I just want you to try this on and I want them to try on the idea, to try on the thought. So you want to give them a new belief. It's basically like install a new operating system. Give them possibly a new way of thinking about or just an alternate explanation of or an alternate perspective for thinking about the thing that they currently think is true and set and defined in some other way, right? So you're going to give them a new belief to try on. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Then step number four. Step number four is to fill them with encouragement. Fill them with encouragement. Here's how you fill somebody with encouragement. I'm going to take this to a biblical term. Now, you may not be a Christian. You may not believe in the Bible. By the way, if you don't, I would really encourage you to check out my other, I have a podcast that I created. It's called Eternal Life, Seven Questions Every Intelligent Skeptic Should Ask About Jesus of Nazareth, where we look at the historical, logical, and academic accuracy and scrutiny of the Bible and the story of Jesus. Um, you can check that out. But you know, you don't have to be a Christian to appreciate, I think, this concept, which is that the word inspire is actually a biblical term. It means to breathe life into. And at least in the biblical account for the creation of humanity, of men and women, is that God spoke the world into existence and then he breathed life into man. So there's this connection between word and life and breath right? And so that's where the, the word inspire comes from. It's to use your words to breathe life into um, other beings or into things or into creation. That's really a huge part of coaching. Again, even if you don't believe in you know the Bible or whatever, hopefully you can you'll grasp the power of that concept that your words give life to people. They can give life to people. So how do you fill somebody with encouragement? What does it mean to actually encourage somebody? How do you use your words in a way that makes somebody feel inspired, that makes someone feel alive, that makes someone feel encouraged? Well, it's super simple. Tell them, like articulate to the person what it is about them that most impresses you. That's how you inspire someone. Articulate, you know, tell them what it is about them that most impresses you. 
You say, oh, I'm so impressed at how smart you are or how sharp you are, or how fast or how good you are at this or how savvy you are at this or your skills at doing this. The reason I love being around you is because of your energy or because you're funny or, you know, because you always make me think differently or because, you know, such a challenging, you're a critical thinker or whatever. That's how you breathe life into people. And one of my favorite quotes is that Mark Twain said, each man is my superior in some way, or each woman is my superior in some way. I really believe that. I really believe that all of us have something to learn from every other person. And so those are the things that I'm constantly looking for people. And when you want to breathe life into them, when you want to fill them with encouragement, all you're going to do is articulate what it is about that person that most impresses you or what it is that you have learned from that person or what it is about that person that inspires you. You inspire me to be a better parent. You inspire me to be, to read more. You inspire me to be a better leader. You inspire me to be better in Excel. You inspire me to you know keep better track of my money. You inspire me to write more handwritten notes. You inspire me to be more spontaneous. You remind me to be more grateful. Like whatever it is about the person, that's what you articulate. And that's how you fill somebody with encouragement. The reason that this step four is so important in helping somebody break through their limiting beliefs is that when you're helping somebody break through this limiting belief, the neuroscience of this is that you're forming a new neural pathway in their brain. Remember what I said about their limiting belief in step one? It's their true story about why they can't do something or why they aren't succeeding. What makes it true? What makes it true is not that it's actually true. What makes it true is that they have told themselves that again and again and again and again. And the human brain does not delineate between true and false, right or wrong. The human brain does not know right or wrong just by itself. You have to teach it what's right and wrong through programming. You have to teach it what is true and false through programming. So when somebody has a limiting belief, that's an operating system that is running. Another metaphor that I sort of use for this is that imagine you're going on a hike through the woods. Your neural pathways are like the path that's been formed. The reason that path has been formed is because you have walked that path several times. You have decided that that is true. You've reinforced it over and over again. So in your brain, literally, there is a physical neural pathway that has performed. And so it's easier for your brain to think things that it has always thought, or it is easier for your brain to think things that it has already been thinking because the neural pathway is already formed. When you get to step three in this, where you give them a new belief, you know, after you listen for the limiting belief and then you call it out and then you give them a new belief to try on what you're doing there, you're trying to go off the path that they're currently on and you're trying to form a new path. Literally, that's what's happening in the brain, a new neural pathway, a new set of synapses firing, you know, between like these neurons in your brain and you know, the illustration here is think of it as you're hacking through the forest and you're, you know, you have like a machete and you're like having to chop down trees. It's harder to walk down a new path because the new path isn't clear yet. The new path isn't established yet. The new path, it's also slower to walk down the new path. It's not as familiar and it's not as cleared, right? So anytime you're trying to create a new belief, a new mindset, a new pattern of thinking, it's slower and it takes more time. That's why you have to fill them with encouragement. You have to fill them with encouragement. And that gives them the encouragement is what keeps them 
going down the new pathway. It's saying, I, I believe in you. I know you're smart enough to figure this out because you've inspired me to do blankety blank, right? I know that you're capable of doing this. And I know that you have all the characteristics of other people who have been successful in this journey. I know you have what it takes to do this. There's evidence in your life that you have it because you impress me and you inspire me and you want me make me want to be better, right? So I'm filling them with that encouragement. And then step five, this will seem a little bit counter to what I said earlier. Give them what I call the 10% tactical, the 10% tactical. Now, remember what I said at the very start of this, which I will hold true to, which is the reason most people don't experience breakthroughs is not because of logical or technical issues. It's because of emotional or mental you know, limitations. But technical tips give people confidence. Technical tips give people encouragement. Technical things make people feel like they have a new tool to try. And so that gives them sort of the willpower or the strength or the discipline or the motivation to actually take action and walk down the new neural pathway. So the 10% tactical is just saying, rather than giving them a whole bunch of things to focus on, give them the one thing right? So this is kind of like a 2080 rule, like the Pareto principle, focus on the 20% that creates 80% of the results, except it's even more narrow than that, is I want you to give them the one tactical thing that they should focus on between now and, you know, your next encounter, your next meeting with them to go, if you just do this one thing, I believe this will create a 90% change in your results. One of the things that I think coaches do is they give people too many action items, too many things to do all at once, right? Give them the 10% technical, meaning what's the one technical thing that is a small you know, tweak of their current behavior, only a 10% tweak of their current behavior that is likely to be responsible for a 90% change in their behavior. When I'm evaluating speakers, one of the things that you know we're doing is, is I, I coach some of the best speakers you know in the world. And when I'm coaching very high profile speakers, it's like, I don't give them a hundred things to do. I try to give them like, you know, even in an hour long speech, I'm trying to give them two or three things and really one big thing to go, the next time you go out, I want you to focus on this one thing because that's the 10% tactical, tiny little bit that they can focus on. But if they do that one thing, they'll have a 90% change in their outcome or their results. So there you go. There you have it. This is my secret never before shared formula on how to be a great coach and how to create breakthroughs in other people. So step one is listen for limiting beliefs, right? Listen for their story about why they can't do something. Step two, call them out without singling them out. Be a mirror, not a judge, but reflect back to them. Hey, I just heard you say the reason you can't X is because of Y. You're reflecting it back to them. Step three, give them a new belief. Give them a new belief system. I just want you to try on for a second. What if you actually could do blank in order to get blank, right? And, and now open their mind up to actually maybe there is a way to pull it off. Step four, fill them with encouragement. Tell them what it is about them that impresses you most. And then step five, focus on the 10% technical. Give them the one technical tip, the one technique change, the one skill thing, the one pragmatic or practical behavior change that you want them to focus on that will reinforce this new mindset. If you do those five steps, 
again and again and again. You will create breakthroughs in your clients like they've never experienced. And as your clients have breakthroughs, that's going to build your reputation. And as we know, reputation precedes revenue. That's why we're here at Brand Builders Group to help you turn your reputation into revenue. So if you haven't yet requested a call with our team, I hope you consider doing that so we can talk about helping you do that and generate more revenue from your reputation. You can do that at freebrandcall.com forward slash podcast. That's all we got for this time around. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 